Hey, Roman. What's up, Doug? How's it going in New Jersey? Uh, going as good as it can go in New Jersey. It's nice. It's really nice here. The, the weather this past week has been uh, 75, 80 degrees in March. And it's crazy. Right now, it's a nice, comfortable, like, 65 degrees. It's really, really pretty right now. So, well, You guys usually have better uh, sunlight exposure than we do, also in this time, also in winter. Yeah, what's how how seasonal is it? What are the seasons like in Germany? Uh, they used to be uh, real seasons, but now it's just all kind of cold and gray and wet. So Russia? <laughs> no, Russia is more dry. Is that right? Yeah, Russia is colder and dry because they have continental climate. Right. Um, and we have uh, what do you call it? Moderate climate. Hmm. So we never get really hot supposedly we never get really really cold like those minus what is it like i i have no idea like celsius i know celsius right <laughs> i know metrics yeah. <laughs> like inches and i'm fine with uh and all that but like temperature like uh, 100 is like i don't know so like those russian temperatures those really minus 40 degrees celsius kind of yeah. eyeball freezing kind of we don't get that ever teeth cracking Teeth cracking, right. But we're dry, and uh, Russians are dry. We are really wet because it rains here a lot. It rains here more than in, like, London. And people always say it rains a lot in England. We have way more rain than they do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, taking my wife to see uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane today. This oh, afternoon. cool, cool. You know, I, I've been, have you seen any reviews on it yet? Nope. So it is not apparently a sequel or even a prequel of Cloverfield at all. And there's only one uh, small verbal reference, apparently, that gives a clue that it's even in the same universe as Cloverfield, although it is. Uh, and that and it's not a, not a spoiler, but... So, you saw Cloverfield, right? Sure. All right, I love that movie. I know it's a very yeah, polarizing it really movie. Some people love it. Do you know that thing at the very end when it goes back to that little extra little bit of footage and you see the thing coming out of the sky in the background? Did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What did you think that was? Um, I thought it was the monster coming down into the earth. Like, yeah. Like on a I mean, that's or whatever. That's like the obvious conclusion. That's what right? I thought. Yeah. Well, apparently, after watching reviews, um, that was supposed to be a satellite that came down, hit the earth and disturbed the monster that was already in the earth from at some point. So that's that's how uh, maybe it was something I didn't pay attention to in Cloverfield, but so that at the end of that first movie is a satellite coming down. Well, in this new movie, John Goodman, uh he says uh, real quickly somehow in the dialogue, I haven't seen it yet, but he says uh, he used to work as a satellite operator. Ah. So there's the connection. But uh, I heard it's, uh, as long as you go in with the proper expectations, I hear it's really, really good, taut, tense movie. So mm. looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, we're going to get that a couple of months later. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's... I always forget that we're the U.S. We're privileged, right? <laughs> get everything <laughs> well, you're first. the creators. I guess so, yeah. Nobody consumes German like cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah. Is it any good German cinema? No. <laughs> so it's sort of like music in France, right? They have uh I don't know what they have. It's sort of like music in Germany. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just, it's very realistic. It's only drama. It's very bland. Like, we don't do action movies. We, would, we wouldn't dream of making a movie about German military right now. Hmm. Like, our, our Bundeswehr, which is like a very civil, very progressive military. Yeah. Um, being in it myself, I can tell. But, like, it, it's preposterous to us to make, like, a movie about our troops. Huh. And, like, it's, like, normal for the states. Yeah. To do just... like, Marines, Navy SEALs, Army, Navy, name it. That's the thing, though. That everything's normal for the states. It's just whatever. Everybody's <laughs> open for whatever. There, there is no, I don't know. There's no, it, it always seems that way to me. I don't know. Maybe it's different. I mean, it, it seems like in, 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 in Germany and in France and in China. I just, I just heard a thing. I was listening to a podcast um, called uh, Roderick on the Line with John Roderick and Merlin Mann. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, <clears throat> and they were talking about how the most important thing in France to French people is being French. Whatever mm-hmm. that means. In other words, like, you know, speak the language, but have adopt the same attitudes. It's about being French, whatever that means to them. And I, I, it seemed, I, I don't know if it's that way in Germany. I mean, we talked last week about how uh, um, that one spot is the happiest place in the world. I can't remember what, what it was. Somewhere. Denmark. Denmark. And uh, where I just like, went there yesterday. <laughs> did you really? So, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's a very community thing where, you know, everybody it's it's best to be like everybody else is kind of a thing in America. It's like whatever, yeah. <laughs> wherever. But then again, America, well, it's just place too. it's dealing with foreigners. We have a very small country with a large population. Mm. And so where as in America, you can pretty much live your life in suburbia, mm. just around white people, you are forced to confront people of other ethnicities Mm. and then it just depends on if they are i'll say the bad word assimilated or you know culturally culturally adapted to the place they live Uh that means yes your wife can drive a car if she wants to Mm. and like she's not your slave and whatever and we believe that the number one or that's my personal belief but also people i've spoken to is the number one thing that culturally attaches you to the mentality of not even just being German, but just being like a Western industrialized democratic society is the language. Mm. Speaking it, yeah, speaking it well and without accent. The accent part is is not very sure, but like it's the same thing in, in America. Like if you speak, if you speak to a person and he talks like this, right? Mm. I talk like this. I do the glazer. This is a very pronunciated way of speaking. That guy won't go and rob you. Mm. Right, it's like he'll go rob a bank, maybe. Right, right. something or it's like your you. bank account online. Very sophisticated, but he's yeah. not a mugger. Right. Or maybe if he's the, if he talks like Disney guy, then he's more like. So if you speak in a like, if you speak the language correctly, he's less likely to be to have questions about cultural stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And he'll he'll seem assimilated with our habits and. I got to visit Germany sometime. I'd be curious about that. VR. V- yeah, I mean, we've had VR since the uh, what was that Nintendo day, the 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 Game Boy days, right? With the 
headache-inducing, nausea-inducing, what was that, VR boy, virtual reality boy? I don't know. Wasn't that the thing? I, I don't remember. You remember that, that thing? No. It was like in the 90s even. It was in the 90s. It was like this headset, you put it, you connect it to your Game Boy Advance, I think. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember seeing that. And, and it was all in red, I think. And it was horrible for your brain. It was horrible for your health. Like, <laughs> you could play that thing for five minutes and you'd just be <laughs> hugging your toilet. It's, yeah. But, I mean, going back to virtual reality, all the way now, back then, now it's all the buzz, right? Mm -hmm. Every company is coming out with the HTC. No, who is it? HTC has their own, I believe. Sony has their own. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft is making their own. Samsung is making their own. Samsung is making their own, uh, yeah. And really marketing it aggressively with lots of, with Wesley Snipes and Lil Wayne. They made three commercials with, where Lil Wayne's like just uh, dumping champagne on his phone and his buddy's coming. He's like, man, I can, <laughs> I can pour champagne on the phone. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just saw Whoa. that yesterday. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Or Wesley Snipes, like, yeah, going back to canoeing with Wesley Snipes and the Wesley Snipes comes into the frame. It's, it's funny. So that's a lot of buzz going on now. And it started, I think, it got kick-started with Oculus Rift when they first yeah. um, premiered their demo mm -hmm. and their version 1 mm -hmm. on this little, uh, like, you have to climb into it. You get the VR head and you could also like and move in that's where it started I think it was the E3 yeah and, back then and, uh, Facebook uh, and, bought Oculus Rift did they not I don't even know I'm pretty sure I am ashamed right. yeah I think I heard something like that yeah step into Rift and it's interesting I'm looking at that right now at web page very interesting Huh. So that actually blew blew everybody's minds, and then there's there was a version two where you, uh, the demo was if you walk into a like a piano room and there's a guy playing piano and it's supposed to like in 4K it's supposed to look absolutely incredible. Huh. What the heck? Huh. Um. <laughs> my uh, my safari is taking a dump. <laughs> it's not working at all. Um. What was I going to say about the uh, VR? It's it seems it seems like uh, VR is one of those things like 3D movies. It it comes around. Everybody has their own versions. Everybody takes a look at it and judges it one way or another, and then it quietly goes away. <laughs> and 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 then here it. I mean, it's every what three to five years or even less. It just seems like it just keeps on recycling, recycling, recycling. Um, until one company comes up and hits the spot. Yeah, and, and until technology has matured enough to, to get it where it's like viable and, and it can be uh, uh, propagated properly, um, gotten to the masses at a reasonable cost, uh, or even a downgraded version, you know, where, where and, and enough games and, 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 and things and, and software that can utilize the technology, um, mm -hmm. which I think we're there. It seems that way anyway. Um, but you know, I don't see any commercials for VR. I see lots of web content and lots of people reporting on it on podcasts or video, whatever. But I don't see a lot of commercials for it yet. And that's, you know, until that happens, VR is just this, you know, to the masses. Insider. It's just, it's yeah. just Terminator thing where people like, you know, yeah. well, 
you know, and they, they think that it's something different than it is. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to flesh out. The other part about this VR is uh, it really makes me question. I, I, I wonder what um, PC manufacturers and phone manufacturers are going to be ready for VR because Apple's not adopting it yet. That this could this could be one of those things where um, a technology comes out, companies start to adopt it, and Apple just takes a back seat and watches what they do, sees what latches onto the public, and then Apple comes in, modifies it to you know so they can invent it themselves, <laughs> and then say Sherlock, and, yeah, Sherlock yeah, the world exactly, <laughs> and then and then put it out there and put their own spin on it. So. I, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, everybody, not everybody, I mean, a lot of tech companies seem to be talking about VR right now, and there's a lot of great technology coming out and using it. I, for one, it's not something that I, I I'm interested in the, in the technology of it, but me personally, VR has always made me nauseous and sick, and I just so I don't touch it. Um, the, the question is, what uh, will VR be aimed at? Right now, it's pretty much just playing around or playing games. Yeah. There's no work application yet out there that I know of. So I, I'm questioning what Apple will... I mean, you, we might have a soft transition now into uh, gaming on a Mac since that was one of our topics as well. Yeah. They, these topics will now intermesh because, I mean, you can... Game on a Mac, if your Mac is powerful enough, no problem. Like back in the day, I had the 27-inch iMac. Um, it was it was a beast. Like 2010, 2011, I bought it mm -hmm. for 1,800 euros, which is like 2,000 uh, dollars. That's pretty good. And it was great. It was yeah. a great machine, a great screen for that time. Mm -hmm. Nowhere to be heard for that price. And I gamed Crisis on it, uh, Far Cry 2, so at that time also very demanding games without any problems on like ultra settings, mm. right? So getting the right equipment for a Mac, you won't be at the top of the heap, obviously, but you can game sufficiently. But Apple is no expert in gaming. No. Them, like, obviously, iOS gaming has revolutionized mobile gaming, but mobile gaming is still mobile gaming. <clears throat> yeah. And Apple really doesn't have a lot of, like, they don't have a lot to do with it, except for their developers working on their uh, iOS games. Why do you think that or, is? Like, that is a really good question. Just It just seems I, like it's such a mature market. It's such a big market. It's such a money-making market. But Apple has nothing but a bad history with gaming. You know, they had it, and it was fine, and you can, you can use other people's platforms on a Mac, and that's great. And some people debate about that. I just watched a video where a guy um, had a $4,000 Mac Pro. And yeah, I, I saw that as yeah, well. Against yeah, against a $2,000 yeah. homemade PC, yeah. and yeah. It, it tore the Mac apart. Yeah, tore, tore really apart. bad. Really bad. I don't know how that translates into gaming because I don't know. I'm not not being a gamer myself. I don't know how uh, labor intensive gaming is. I know some really intensive games will play fine on the Mac, but it depends on what it is. Yeah, but but he also did gaming tests. I mean, he did exporting uh, tests, yeah. rendering tests, yeah. Yeah. the the yeah. graphic rendering um, tests, and it was all really bad for the. I mean, bad in in quotations, obviously. Especially but yeah, for I the mean, price, double the price, price and half the performance. Price. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's the same question with like, oh, uh, with the new um, Skylake processors. Oh, Apple doesn't have them yet. I'm like, of course they don't. Because they have like a very, they have one MacBook Pro a year. Yeah. Like, right? And where other companies have 10 for half a year. And they, they, skip, are they able, skipped over the last processor. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard for Apple to keep the latest update, uh, hardware update on their Macs. But they know people are, who buy a Mac aren't going to game with it like a crazy person, like mm-hmm. a professional gamer. Mm-hmm. And for their video exporting, rendering purposes, the machine will do fine and better than other ones it, a lot it, of the times. It, it seems to me that I, I'd love to be a fly on the wall because it, it, it seems to me that Apple has a master plan of here's what ultimately we want our demographic to be. And... It seems like it's way more towards consumer and a segregated pro market, which is unfortunate because the pros are what built Apple into what they are today. And now that they're there and they have, they're so flush with cash, they have everything they need, they can do anything they want. It's just so much to the consumer, and the pro is sort of, you know, what last time the Mac Pro was updated was a couple of years now. Yeah. Right. 2013, if I'm not Yeah, and their pro apps, they were dumbed down and, and until enough people complained and they brought back a couple of features. It just really seems like it's a shame. But after, I'm actually in exactly the bracket where I actually love the downgrading of Final Cut Pro. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it personally. It doesn't bother me. I went, I did. Uh, play around with Final Cut Pro what was that called? Studios? or uh, I don't even know anymore. Like yeah. the older version. Right. Yeah, it looks a lot like Adobe Premiere. It's very complicated. It's very professional. It's It had a very um, complicated layout. That is just say it in layman's terms. It did. And now uh, it looks like iMovie. And now it looks, like, it, it looks like iMovie on steroids mm-hmm. and it does everything a prosumer needs it to do. Mm-hmm. And they actually added a lot of the features from um, the older version yeah. as well when the backlash came. Yeah. Um, so I am exactly in the bracket where it's perfect. It's really powerful and you, it's very quickly adoptable. I agree. I mean, I, I'm not, but then again, I'm not a professional video editor. And I know that, you know, so yeah. many of them, you yeah. know, really, compl- that's, that's who complained about it when it changed. Because they lost a lot of functionality. And, it's, and Adobe does have a great um, ecosphere when it comes to video editing. They have After Effects, which is it's a huge, bombastic, powerful application with lots of plugins and mods where you can just have like Hollywood, basically Hollywood uh, studio movie effects. Mm. You can do them yourself with a little tutorial and work and a lot of hours of work. And they integrate with each other perfectly. So you can just export your video from Premiere Pro into Adobe uh, After Effects, edit it there, put it back there, and then put it into Lightroom, put it into here, put it in there, swap them around. That's really cool. I, I guess my question is, is like when a company like that, there's a whole demographic. This, it's money on the table. There, it, there's so much money on the table, I think, in in the pro market, I, I, I'm thinking maybe Apple doesn't make. I mean, they they could come out with a Mac Pro that completely 
buries any kind of homemade Mac or homemade uh, PC. But it'd be so cost prohibitive, it'd probably be like six to $10,000. But then but again, actually, if they're real pros, that's okay, depending on what, it, it, what, what it's in it. Apple has a, like a system of demanding that people pay for their products, not depending on what it's actually worth, but, it, but what it is worth to you. Right. So what I mean by that is, like, uh, we all know the expense of RAM, right? Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the new MacBook Pros, et cetera, you can upgrade it once and then it's in there. Mm -hmm. You can't upgrade it like in the old ones. Mm -hmm. What's it worth to you to have your laptop have double the RAM or more RAM, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, this is going to be my main laptop for cutting video, doing everything. I really want more RAM or I need more RAM and I can't add any, right? So right. they're like, okay, well, bump up the price because not only do they have to, they will. Mm -hmm. And because it's worth as much to them. It's like the same argument with an iPhone. This costs like, what was it? $214 to make all the parts. Just right, sure, include, sure. Like, manufacturing costs and everything. Um, but what is it worth to you to have the world in your pocket? To me, it's worth a lot. Mm -hmm. To everyone, it's worth a lot. That's why you pay, pay three times, four times the price. It's actually just physically worth. Yeah. It's the same thing with the RAM. If they made a Mac Pro with the same, I mean, it's, it's still Intel processors. It's the same type of RAM. It's the same graphic cards used in both machines, just that the other one has a worse operating system that's not optimized. Mm -hmm. And Apple can optimize their hardware with their software, as we know. And that's why uh, if you put the same components in there, obviously Mac would win. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem I think Apple has with, okay, it's a Mac Pro. It's the most powerful Mac Pro we have. You're a powerful video editor. What's it worth to you to have a computer that is this powerful running OS X? Yeah. And yeah. that gets exponentially larger, that number, on iMacs, on MacBook Pros. It's like MacBook Pro 15-inch. It's so much more expensive than the 13-inch. Yeah, it really is. What's it to you to have a dedicated graphics card and two uh uh, venting fans and, and, and fans. do you do the kind of work that takes advantage of those features you yeah. know that's yeah. that, it, yeah. it is really a use case situation and and I, and I know they they modify their machines um, in ways that like when they got rid of uh, the being able to remove the battery uh, that got rid of a lot of components that allowed them to make a thinner sleeker machine um, and, uh, and and that's the same with everything with the, with the RAM and so forth. So they're able to get a really you know thin and, and, and light machine, but at what expense? I, I don't know. It, it's it's I'm very very curious. I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I'm very curious to see what it's gonna what Apple's gonna look like in three to five years because they're making a lot of interesting choices. They're putting a lot of uh, uh, money and time and expense into uh, the Apple Watch. Um, so I'm really curious. Um, Regarding Macs, the uh, Intel is coming up uh, with a new uh, Optane SSD, and that might right. come to MacBooks. That excites me as an owner of a MacBook, uh, and it says it's going to be a thousand times faster. It says the this innovative transistorless crosspoint architecture creates a three-dimensional checkboard or checkerboard where memory cells sit at the intersection of word lines and bit lines, allowing the cells to be addressed individually. As a result, data can be written in, and read in small sizes, 
leading to faster and more efficient read-write processes. That last little half a sentence is the important part. Uh, faster and more efficient read-write processes. That's everything. You know, I mean, if, if you can get in, in this kind of machine that thin, you know, a thousand times faster, I'll take it. As much as I love this machine, there are times where that little ball spins and I wait and wait and wait. Um, not too often because I don't push it too hard, but it would be great to just, you know, have a nice fluid experience. So I think, uh, I, I don't know if there's a release date on this. Actually, avail uh, Intel is planning to make its Optane SSDs available in 2016. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It's going to be like SSD. It's going to be like the SSD introduction is going to be way expensive. Pros are going to yeah. adopt it, and then it's going to, three to five years, is going to be standard. Yeah. And Apple will definitely be on the forefront, I think. They won't have it in their next MacBook Pros because they're pretty much already done, I think, the MacBook Pros for 2016. I mean, I, I don't think that, that the. Uh... I mean, I think they're going to have new processors this year. No, we're going to go Skylake. Skylake. It's just. I wonder if they're ever going to uh, upgrade the uh, the RAM, like maybe to, to thirty-two gigs, like possible. Right now, it's eight or sixteen, eighteen, eight standard or sixteen, um, upgradable to sixteen. I don't know. Anyway, I think eight is really sufficient for even. Pro prosumers, like, yeah. Never had. I think, I think it, that's like that's seldom the bottleneck. Comes down to uh, processor, I think, really performance per watt, like uh, mm -hmm. Steve has said in the past. Um, and like the storage, obviously, SSD can't go. Except if you want a lot of storage, like I have my seven hundred fifty gigabyte normal Samsung. Uh, storage mm -hmm. in here now. If I go to SSD, like my next MacBook Pro, which I, I mean, I'm really excited of what they're going to bring to the table with the new MacBook Pros. I, there's rumors that they're going to be thinner, and I'm like, no, don't make them thinner. There's going to be less in it. <laughs> I, it's already crazy thin. Don't make it thinner. It's a Pro. It's a Pro. It's going to happen. Like, not probably not this uh, well, year, but it's going to happen. Th I'm telling you, that's what like this is the future of computing. 15 inches, no, 16, 16. No. Well, now this is 12. They're either going to do, do 12, uh, 14, and 16, maybe, or something like that. But I'm telling you, this is the future of computing. Yeah, and, that's and, just a lot thicker, just like the color, but like. But they, where are you going to put all your components? I mean, they have to. It's a MacBook Pro. It's miniaturization. It's, it's what it's all about, Roman. I'm telling you. As a processor that, get better, it's going to. That's happen. what the that's what the MacBook Air is for. For the thin, sleek, we can go to paper thin and just give people just like the the computer, like the CPU, mm -hmm. the a whole like logic board is this big. When Steve Jobs introduced the MacBook Air second gen, on stage mm -hmm. he said. We believe that this is the future of computing, of all laptops, of all laptops. I'm telling you, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I, it's there. There was there was definitely something inside of me uh, up until this year where I thought, well, if I I got to have you know power, it's got to be in a more substantial feeling looking package. But if there's enough power in there, I, th this is obviously not a production machine. But if there's enough power in it. I'm telling you, once you get used to it, you're fine. 
It's so much that, nicer. I mean, that that's obviously the case. If you can make it as powerful as a MacBook Pro mm -hmm. with it weighing less and being thinner, sure. Is it going to be the case? No. They're going to kind of, yeah, it has less CPU, but it's good for you because, I don't know, something. Do less work. Great. You have more free time. It's going to take going to take uh, five more minutes for you to render out your video that's one more cup of coffee that's well, great for you yeah but i think they're going to say i mean you know they're going to they're, they're still going to market the macbook pro and if they have a 15 inch one of these with a better processor faster ssd but it's that form factor and just as much power as you have now would you agree to fanless that? Uh, you're really gonna like you're really gonna that. export 4k or even like just full hd video like two hours it's the future. without fans it'll happen it'll happen don't 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 do that, don't. that that's going <laughs> to happen that that is the trajectory they're on that's that's what I mean, made this possible i mean you used to have the 15 inch macbook pro and it was your mm -hmm. desktop laptop like your work machine and also obviously on the road just like having it working whatever right years ago that's what i had yes mm -hmm. okay now imagine you don't have money for an iMac or iMacs couldn't deliver or you needed something portable. Sure. And the only thing available was a MacBook. Mm -hmm. You would have gone to like a Windows laptop. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> because I, it's just not possible. Yeah, right. Like, but yeah, if it was a MacBook Pro though, I, I guess we're just talking, I mean, if there was that much power in a form factor a little bit bigger than this, but just the same amount of power, I'm telling you, it's the future of all laptops. Get yeah, used to sure it, thing. I mean, if the power is the same, I'm all there. That's if you uh, can have a 2.9 uh, gigahertz uh, uh, i5 in there, sure. Without I, fans, go for it. I think it'll take time, but maybe 2017, 2018, they're going to have two, two 15 inch versions or 16 inch versions of this thing. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's but 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 that's for sure. that goes that harkens back to what we were saying before. I hope that they continue to to support their pro customers in a way that is satisfying to most pro customers maybe not the highest end but the mo most pro customers as long as they do that and they stick then that'll be fine but if they go the other way and they just make this exact machine but bigger there's no point in it really um speaking of apple as if the people couldn't understand that or figure out already that we are uh, uh, we lean towards apple here there's no getting around it uh, Apple sent out their March announcements for the 21st uh, for um, the Apple March event preview. I'm really, 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 I'm, I'm really worried about what they're going to have here. <laughs> I'm really worried about it. Not worried, but you know. It, it's going to be a lot of wristbands. Oh my gosh. Man. What, what is that whole let, let us loop you in thing? Did you see that? Yeah, it, it's a Milanese loop. Yeah, it's like a Milanese loop. It's one infinite loop. It's one infinite loop, maybe. You know, there's a, been a lot of videos and rumors. All the tech bloggers are like, what does this mean? It's maybe, a maybe, they'll, message. maybe they'll put that little loop that, like they used to have on the iPad. Maybe we'll have that in the new iPhones. Yay. Awesome. That was cool. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like the, this is going to be a light event unless they have something else, you know, that they, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really, really. I don't know. I hope they have something more than, than is being reported in rumors right now. They have surprises at times. They do. Maybe maybe they just got better at not letting any secrets out. I seriously doubt that. 
I seriously doubt that. I don't know what you mean by, I seriously doubt that. <laughs> Did you hear How that? I a web search for it. I said, I seriously that- doubt that. Interesting. I seriously doubt that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> uh, was there like a Siri upgrade or whatever? Because I have my iPhone in my car, right? And I use Siri if I want to play like an, an artist. I feel like listening to one artist right now, mm-hmm. and I always said, play artist, mm-hmm. whatever, X. And when she understood the name and it wasn't some obscure Scandinavian death metal band or whatever, she got it right. And when, but now it's like, I don't know what you mean by play artist Metallica or whatever. She, it doesn't work anymore. It's because Apple play music so- sucks. <laughs> but I don't even use Apple music. It's just, oh. it's just, oh, yeah. You, you have it on, on local on your, on your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Just old school purchased. That's weird. It was so good for a while. Siri yeah. was so good yeah. for a while. And, and for what I use her for, it's, it's, I'm, uh, I'm an interesting case with all this. There's, I tell you, 80, 90% of the stuff that is complained out there about Macs, about iPods, about iPhones, about watches, whatever, about 80% of it, I never have those problems. Never. Uh, I, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's maybe I'm the the ideal Apple consumer. I don't know, but I, I never have, rarely have those problems. Uh, I have family friends come to me all the time complaining about this or that or all. That, but I never have those problems. Um, but Siri has gotten worse, and Apple Music sucks. The interface sucks. I, I can't. I mean, the only thing that's good about it is you can. I, I pay fifteen dollars a month for my entire family to have whatever the music they want, whenever they want, wherever they want it. That's great. Uh, and, and it works as far as that goes, but, but sitting down and, and navigating through Apple music is, is the worst. I cannot stand it. And I, I wish they would change it. I think they really, they bought beats and they wasted their acquisition. I think so far anyway, and they put Johnny Ive in, in charge of interface. And I think that was a bad move too. I know I'm going on a rant here, but <laughs> I just can't stand Apple Music. Yeah, but that's like less of an error as just like the service not being good. Yeah. Like some people have like obscure errors and I'm like, no, I really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're saying that Siri itself, when you request things of Siri, it doesn't. I mean, because all I use Siri The whole command kind of changed, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's just the commands don't work anymore. I'll try it like outside of the car. I'll mm-hmm. try it right now. I mean, I could try it right now. It's going to be a good test. It might uh, make Skype a little choppy. Now go for it. Because someone's internet is really not cooperating. <laughs> so uh, I'll just go um, play artist Metallica. So it says play artist Metallica up there. Mm-hmm. She's thinking about it. Maybe she doesn't like rock music. Which is awful. Sally Roman. I'm having trouble playing your music. Of course you are. What is and like sometimes she says, I don't know what you mean, play artist Metallica, which used to be like the normal command to play or play song. And I said, play song, uh, you know, riddle me that, whatever, kissing me, k- killing me softly, whatever. Mm. Play song and then you name the song and then she plays it. There used to be like the commands for it. Mm. I don't know what it is now. Maybe it's just say the song. But then she'll say, like, I don't know what you mean by See, I wonder, until now, it sleeps. Now I have Apple Music. I wonder, uh, let me see. 
Play music by Metallica. I'm not sure what you... Play music by Metallica. Start it up. Of course, I don't want to listen to Metallica. Play music by Metallica. Thinking about it. She's really thinking about maybe, it. Maybe she... Sorry, Roman. I'm having trouble playing your music. Wow. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, they got to get on top know. of a few different services for sure. I mean, uh, you know. Maybe it's just like they're going to announce Siri for the Mac soon. So Yeah, actually, maybe, maybe this, I, I'm sure this year. I don't know about the next uh, announcement that we have coming maybe up. Maybe they'll kind of overhaul Siri for iOS to, like, connect them better. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this is all going to flesh out. Uh, so, uh, have you been playing The Division a lot lately? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll, you just keep on talking, I'll see you later. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing last four days exactly. Like non-stop four days you've been playing? Half of that, yeah, I just go to work and come home and play, try and walk my dog like on the beach, do something with them, but then all the time is spent in New York City. Uh, for you guys playing out there, uh, I'm level 16 in the normal world, and I think level 8 in the dark zone. Um, yeah, it's good. It's great. Uh, it's so great and so popular that Ubisoft servers can't really take the heat. Uh, I've experienced intense lagging on missions uh, today, and yesterday a little bit too, but today was horrible. Um, but yeah, it's not constant. So you can still walk, run through the whole world, do two to three missions, and it'll be no problems. But then once you're throwing a grenade, he'll just have it in the air or whatever. Yeah, it's, that's kind of bothersome. Other than that, it's uh, really great. It's an extremely deep game. Hmm. You have so many different stats that you're... Uh, Equipment, your gloves, your knee pads, your um, guns, like your uh, different magazine types, different scopes and whatever, they all have different stats. So you have player stats, you have weapon stats, you have mod stats. It's really, really deep. It's not complicated, it's just deep. Hmm. So that means you can be able to customize and combine your equipment pretty much in infinite ways. That's what they said. And it's, it has broken all of Ubisoft's uh, sales records. Mm-hmm up to date like as of now uh for all their games even like titles like Witcher 3 or uh Watch Dogs um obviously Witcher 3 being another game but um yeah Ubisoft has done a lot of records it has not beaten Destiny though hmm. uh yet and not in the first 24 the crucial 24 hour sales they said millions of people have bought it um so that means uh 1.1 million people <laughs> Thanks to the 6.4 million agents who played the Division beta. Yeah. And the the beta I think was also one of the most successful beta launches ever. Hmm. Um hmm. but the Destiny still holds the global record for 24-hour sales. Um but doesn't really mean a lot if in the end 
it's going to be more division sales. It really doesn't mean what the first 24 hours are, hmm. if in the long run it sells more. But yeah, it's, uh, it's actually really fun. I thought the Dark Zone would be more of a just we're going to find you and kill you type game where just five friends team up and just kill everything. But it's actually not. They have a good system in there because most MMOs are just like you go into the um, player versus player section and just get killed on sight. Just you see another player, shoot him. Just start shooting magazines at him. It's not the case. It's like uh, when you start damaging a player, you'll get marked as rogue. You'll be like red. You'll be seen on the maps from the people, and you'll have like a bounty on your head. So they know, for so a short others know whether to be, to beware of you or not. And yeah, and once they kill you, they will get like really great rewards. Hmm. And that will keep people from just senselessly just shooting you in hopes of getting your um, equipment and, yeah. So that's really, that's where it just balances it out a bit. That's what they, they did a really good job with that. Now this says Tom Clancy's The Division. Now is that, I mean, Tom Clancy's an, an author, correct? I mean, yeah, famous yeah. author. So I this think, is based on one of his books or something? I think so. That's what I read, yeah. Hmm. And so the, the last, at least uh, the last couple of videos, I mean, a lot of these are ap apocalyptic cities in ruins and, and soldiers going through and cleaning up, basically, right? Yeah, there's like different factions. There's the cleaners who are like obsessed with flames. They mm -hmm. have flamethrowers and like they want to get rid of anyone who's still alive other than them because they think they're infected still. So they're like cleaning. They're like ADD maids with, right. with flamethrowers instead of brooms. That's... <laughs> <laughs> More so there's different types of factions. Yeah, there's just like the ghetto people and there's like this Rikers. I don't even know what they are. Mm. The story, I mean, like obviously this isn't supposed to be like a storyline campaign type game. Uh, and they've said, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to have so many missions for single players. We'll be uh, totally uh, served with this. But yeah, no, there's a lot of... The, the the storytelling is not very quick. It's not mm. very fast paced. You have to get side missions, side missions, random encounter, random encounter, and then you go to another main mission. And my main missions are pretty much all done. Like there's just a couple of ones left. So I really don't know what the story aspect of the game is supposed to be. Mm. You do pick up the story though, um, in like Intel. You have to collect Intel, cell phones. Uh, and like some really cool storytelling is you have like this beacon and you can activate it and then it shows like silhouette, like a holograms of a scene mm. before the outbreak or like while the outbreak was happening. And that's the way the game kind of tells the story that way. And you can pick up videos and see like videos of the outbreak and like research being done on the uh, uh, the strain yeah. of the smallpox and whatever. So that's their type of storytelling. But I'd like just a little more solid campaign mode, story, 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 and then just go to the dark zone and be done with the rest of the game, like story mode. I have to start taking some Dramamine so I can start playing these games with you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, you would have a problem. I mean, my big gripe with players, uh, PlayStation 4 and the consoles is that most of the AAA titles are all in 30 frames per second. Mm. And that's just the, the console look. And you really don't notice it if you're just walking and you're looking at your character. But if you look up at the buildings, mm. you'll see them really chop. And you just turn your camera. It's all about the 30 frames per second. Like the frames per second, you'll... They get noticed if you 
pan the camera a lot. Yeah. And you'll just see it very staggering. The buildings yeah, go yeah. like that. But everything around your character is fluid. So yeah. I would have liked this being 60 frames, obviously. On the computer with the right hardware, you'll make it work with uh, 60 frames per second. And you can see some footage on that on uh, YouTube. And it does look a lot better. Doesn't make, is it a game breaker? No, no, it's not. Are you going but to be, like, uh, for people who are, go ahead. For people like you who are like sensitive to um, like the motion sickness, visual effects, they actually have a disclaimer mm. every time you boot up the game of like people dying whatever it is like it's, it's horrible it's horrible what they say like, like you can have like foam coming out of your mouth and just uncontrollable movement like the homer thing in japan i used to pay that, i used to pay good money to feel like that roman back in the day let me tell you <laughs> yeah, yeah like great send me up <laughs> so um, are you going to be uploading uh, a review video soon this week well, now that we got our YouTube channel mm -hmm. up and running, for me, I will be uploading the uh, Uncharted 4 oh, beta test. Oh, that's right, Uncharted. Test. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going to come out next month, I believe. No, okay. in two months. Um, and one good news for the gaming people out there listening to us, one of you five subscribers maybe, well, three minus two, that's us, mm -hmm. um, is going to be Doom 4 will be 60 frames per second on all platforms. Mm -hmm. And that is a fantastic piece of news. Mm -hmm. I just jumped up from the couch. I'm like, yes. Wow. That is success. That is really good. Very cool. The review for The Division is difficult just because it's a really huge game, but I'm going to start uh, working on uh, writing some stuff down and starting the usual video manufacturing process on my end. And you can... I'll I'll still have some time with it. I'll do some more uh, footage in the dark zone, and I'll get to it when I can. Beautiful. When I feel like I actually have an adequate opinion about it. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna end it there. We gotta uh, button this up here. So, um, everybody who's watching this, subscribe, share, go to TechOutLoud.com. There's plenty of content there, more than uh, that we even have here. This is a weekly type of thing. TechOutLoud.com has a uh, daily thing, and we're going to be putting this uh, audio out on a podcast as well. So there's going to be lots of different ways to find this content. So please share it with friends. Uh, subscribe, like, dislike, and uh, onward and up there to, to bigger and better things. Right, Roman? That's right. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. Just... Keep with us. Put a tab on your browser for us. We'll be here with more content. We're, we're just getting this started up, and we're working on it to, to have new content. I hope, hopefully daily, uh, might be even a possibility. So, All right, brother. Tell Germany I said hi. I will. <laughs> Take care. Take care, Doug. Bye-bye.